Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Welcome to this episode of The Missing Chapter and the segment we refer to as The Missing Chapter Profile. We're going to take some time today and highlight someone of great musical stature. He has an immediately recognizable voice and for any Italian family, his songs are a staple in any household, especially while cooking or baking. And for you Yankee fans, there's nothing more nostalgic than when this man caps off a good Yankees victory at Yankee Stadium. That's right, it's the voice, the Sultan of Swoon, Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra. Come fly with me as we share some of Sinatra's ups and downs, knowns and unknowns, and some surprising and even shocking facts about today's missing chapter profile, Frank Sinatra. Let the little town blues just melt away, and we'll make a brand new start of it on this episode of The Missing Chapter. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Missing Chapter podcast. This is the real Phil Horander here with <laughs> Phil Shaw. Phil, um, I don't know. I, we kind of got some compliments on on the voice this morning. We're going to podcast through this. Um, I've got kind of like a bluegrass country music voice. We did um, not hire a, a second voiceover. We didn't. Uh, no, it's Phil me. didn't do any sort of New Year's <coughs> resolutions to take up smoking. Yes, I know. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Listen, it's winter in upstate New York. <laughs> I I could set my watch by when I'm going to get sick, and uh, I actually feel better than my voice probably sounds. Um, you look great. I appreciate that. You look great. I, I, yeah, I mean it's it's getting there, but um, well, I actually how, like how long it. Away is spring. Yeah, I mean I we mean, we've done this before. I mean we've this, done is, it this before. is not the first rodeo. We were hey. sometimes we have listeners that are like I kind of like the raspy voice, and I yeah, think it, it adds yeah. to it, right? I like it too. <laughs> I like it too. So hopefully our listeners do too. But it is me. Um, I want to give some shout outs, Phil, before we get started. Because sure. I, I listen. I think that was one of my favorite intros you did. Oh wow! Thank yeah, you. It, it was just it was fun, and I love the topic of conversation that you're going to take us on uh, today. But we are brewing uh, Great Gettysburg Coffee Company's The General, and this was actually gifted to me this past Christmas by uh, our good friends uh, Matt and Jerry Lynn's hands and uh, their sons Matthew and Zachary. Uh, this was part of my Christmas gift, and it's a really good, good coffee. It's a blend of mocha, caramel, vanilla. Um, yeah, shade-grown Central and South African, excuse me, South American beans. But this has been excellent, uh, really excellent nice to coffee. have this morning, and it's actually been helping with my voice. So thank you to those, that beautiful family. Um, and really, a happy birthday to my mom, my mom, uh, Judy Horander. She, hey! Uh, yeah, her birthday was on Valentine's Day, so this will probably air around that. So happy birthday to my mom. Happy birthday. And a lot an avid, of, avid listener of the Missing Chapter uh, Very podcast. much so. Yes. Yeah, one of our biggest fans. I yes. love it. Speaking of that, can we, can we start this episode with a little trivia? I'm not going to say no. The Missing Chapter trivia question is, Ooh. 
What's the top three most listened countries other than the United States of the missing chapter? We'll give you the answer after our commercial break towards the middle of the episode. Okay. Um, Not to go backwards. Yeah. But that gift of the Gettysburg coffee is a gift that is multiplied because that this coffee is, is one of my favorite coffees we have over on our little yeah. coffee area. So Yeah, and Gettysburg's one of our favorite places too. True story. We talked about that in past episodes. So Phil, like I said, I, I loved your intro. I love the topic of of your episode today. Um, although I don't, I don't know a lot of specifics. We do uh, play a lot of music of this individual I know in class during like work time and uh, you know, just try to introduce kids to different generational genres of music. And overwhelmingly, kids have really appreciated this individual. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so big fans of, of Sinatra in and out of our classroom. So let's start here, Phil. Uh, first of all, this guy, I mean, we all know that the stardom that he's created for himself, obviously. But first off, he's one of 33 honorees, including Bing Crosby, Joe Stafford, uh, Dean Martin, uh, Gail Storm, Danny Kaye. Jack Benny have stars in three categories. Um, there's four star categories and a five star. So for those of you that don't know, the four star categories include uh, Bob Hope, Mickey Rooney, Roy Rogers, and Tony Martin. And the only one to gain a five star is Gene Autry. Mm. Now, okay. as you said earlier, there's a lot of things that I thought I knew about Sinatra being a big fan, but yeah. Uh, I tell you what, there, there are some things we'll go through here today that are that are pretty remarkable, including directly from PBS here, uh, the story of his mother. Mm. Uh, very, almost checkered. Uh, Dolly Sinatra is the mother of Frank. Very bold, held criminal records, something I was not aware of. She helped fill the ballots for the corrupt Democrats who ruled the local politics, according to PBS. She even carried out illegal abortions for free, which made her famous as, quote, Hatpin Dolly. Um, and that includes some of what, uh, maybe, I mean, not to backtrack a little bit, but the birth of Sinatra was wild too. Speaking of his mother, pretty traumatic welcome into the world. He was born on December 12th, 1915 in the kitchen of his parents, Hoboken apartment. He was 13 pounds and he had to be delivered with forceps. And honestly, the doctors thought he was, he was stillborn. He was blue. He was not breathing. The doctor laid him on the counter while he attended to Sinatra's mother, but then it was his grandmother who picked up the newborn, ran him under cold water, slapped him on the back, and and Frank started breathing. And that's another thing. His original name wasn't Frank. Another mishap right uh, around the corner after his birth, he was supposed to be called Martin after his father, but the priest who conducted the baptism accidentally named him after his grand, or excuse me, godfather, Frank Garrick. So Sinatra's mother... Chose to stick with Frank. That's wild. So a lot of things going on, I mean, immediately from his birth uh, all the way through his baptism as a baby. And uh, the physical insecurities portion I, I was not aware of. So when he was, uh, when he was younger, because the forceps used during his, his birth, it caused very severe scarring on his left cheek, neck, and ear that ran from the corner of his mouth to his jawline, which was um, kind of exacerbated, I guess, by some acne as an adolescent. And it earned him the name Scarface. So as an adult, Sinatra wore makeup to hide the scars, but reportedly hated being photographed on his left side. So as you think about it, when I you know, look at some of the album covers and so forth, a lot of it was either doctored or makeup, or they just didn't use his left side altogether. Phil, I just Google imaged, just out of general, general curiosity, uh, Frank Sinatra, and none of the pictures... Are of his left side. That's that's I never knew remarkable. That. Yeah, let's see. Look, they're all 
All right side. Right side. There you go. Yes, yes. I would never have. I never thought about that. Well, or why, and why would you? No, right. that's amazing. Yeah, he also had some insecurities about his height. He was five seven, so a lot of times he wore elevated shoes to appear taller. Um, in the starting of his career as a singer, I think this is pretty cool. Whenever he he realized that he had some sort of gift, he actually carried a PA system around wherever he went. And by the 1940s, Frankie, as he was known then, became one of America's first teen idols. It was his publicist, though, George Evans, didn't want to leave anything up to chance, so he auditioned girls to find those who could sing the loudest and paid them five bucks each to sit at strategic locations and the audience to whip up some excitement. Um, it likely wasn't necessary, though, because as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, yeah, he had some Sinatra mania in the early 1940s, so I think uh, generally those those uh, really crazy fans was 100% legitimate. Mm-hmm. His first album, The Voice, is believed to be the first concept album. Okay. It was after this album that the idea that themed albums came strolling on. So if you look up some music history, this is uh, one of those things where he is credited for the first album that had some sort of concept, some sort of theme. And as you know, nowadays, uh, without the advent of like CD cases and stuff, the physical album is no more, although they do have collections, obviously. Okay, how about this one? <clears throat> there was an inadvertent naming of one of the nation's most famous dogs because of Sinatra. <laughs> I have so, no idea where you're going with this one. <laughs> I'm interested to hear, though. Okay, so there's a producer. There's a producer. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down in my notes here. But he had an idea for a show that changed somewhat while he was listening to music during a flight. He heard Frank Sinatra's hit, Strangers in the Night. So near the end of the song, Sinatra sings... The nonsense phrase, as he's just scatting along, doobie doobie doo. Of course. Okay. Iconic. Now, yeah. it was, oh, I did write it down here. It's the producer named Silverman. He misheard the phrase as Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, After that, he decided to name the show Scooby Doo, Where <laughs> Are You? and centered the show around its canine character. So pretty cool. And what I didn't know about this either, after doing some research, there's a brief um, homage to the origin of Scooby-Doo's name in the film, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. So if you look carefully, if you go back and watch the movie, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy briefly perform a duet of Strangers in the Night. There you go. To pay homage to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, not to fast forward too much, but after his success, uh, unfortunately, as we see celebrities (laughs) endure the fame and and what, what comes along with that, by the early 1950s, Sinatra's star has, had fallen pretty hard. You know, I think a lot of us that are Sinatra fans know the hard times that he experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he felt like he was washed up. He reportedly put his head on the stove in his New York City apartment, turned on the gas. Uh, his manager later found him lying on the floor, sobbing. He had a very rocky relationship with actress um, Ava Gardner. And apparently she upset him so much that he made three suicide attempts while he was still with her. Oh, my gosh. Including on one occasion when he walked into their bedroom holding... Uh, a gun to his head. Now, I didn't know that part. I didn't know any of that. No. no, no. Um, scuffle ensued where Gardner struggled to take the weapon from him, actually fired the gun, but the bullet missed them both. So there are some things that were kept from the public eye at the time. And, uh, you know, obviously with all celebrities, you know, we just heard about the passing of uh, Matthew Perry and all these celebrities seem to have mm-hmm. these struggles dealing with this fame and fortune. And, and he was no exception. Mm-hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Missing Chapter Podcast here with Phil Horner and Phil Shaw. We're back from the break. And before we get to the exciting conclusion of Phil's t- uh, story today, Phil, you tempted us. You temptress you. You tempted us with a trivia question at the beginning of today's episode. The top three countries where the Missing Chapter Podcast is listened to the most without the United States taken into that consideration. So everybody at home, go ahead. What do you think your top three? Where are we most popular? Um, all right, Husky. I'm interested. I don't even know this. <laughs> I don't, all right. Am can I, I going to guess? All right, so here we go. Can I start I'm, calling you Husky? Husky. <laughs> it's not because of my build. It's because of my voice. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> um, Britain, England is in the top three. I, is, I don't know top it three. in all the right. top three. Okay. Where yeah. is it out of the top three? It's three. United okay. Kingdom is three. United Kingdom is three, so two and one. Number two, I'm going to go, where the heck else? Uh, Australia. Oh, my, what? Is it really? Yes, yes. that's our number, number two. Number two. Are you number, kidding me? No, number one would be, all right, it would be too easy. Is it Canada? Or no. Is it? Yes. You knew this before. No. Did I, you look listen, this up? No, no. I, I promise everyone at home, I did not know those <laughs> at all, at all. And you they're, did it in reverse and order. And I did it in reverse order. But I mean, I mean, Phil, where else? I mean, there are three English speaking. Yeah, but still, but, but still, come on. Right. Now, I'm wait trying. a second. So, <coughs> all right, I'm so blown away by this. This is unexpected. So, now, granted, we're going to get some history buffs that are going to be like, you know, England. Yeah, I know. know United I, Kingdom. I'm going to count that. Okay. All right. So we're counting that the whole thing. But that is, I am seriously blown away here. I'm actually, I'm pretty impressed by myself, too. I mean, and if you they, want to go top five, I can extend it out if you really want to. Let's do it. Number four. Our ancestry. Oh, Germany. Germany, okay. yeah. And number five, France? No. No. Ireland. Oh, okay. All Six right. is New Zealand. Seven, Netherlands. Eight, Portugal. Nine, France. Ten, Mexico. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. On the very bottom of the list, I do have a, a problem with this this country here. I'm wondering why they're the bottom of our list. Number 75 on our list is Malta. Yeah. What's going on in Malta, people? Come on now. Uh, we got to get know. some more listenership here. Spread the word in Malta. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, I don't know how we make a transition from Malta to Frank Sinatra, but I'm going to make the leap. It's on you. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was actually, this is actually uh, an interesting point. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Sirius XM, if that's even a thing anymore. We ha- I have it in my truck. I love Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of variety, and sometimes you don't want to pull out your phone to have You just want to click a button, and there it is. Yeah. Simply Sinatra is one of those uh, channels on Sirius XM that I listen to often. We love our Sinatra, right? So we, you know, I had that plan, and I, I got to hear that uh, I believe it was his daughter is one of the hosts on Simply Sinatra. She got talking about... You know, some of the things that her father would talk about, um, the likes and dislikes of, of certain songs. And it's funny, as I was doing research on this, it's like, oh my gosh, I actually just heard about this. There's plenty of songs that Sinatra really loved uh, that he was famous for. And 
I'm sure that everyone loves him, but there were two that I was very shocked at <coughs> to hear that he was not a fan and actually hated the songs with a passion. And he was very open about that. He even told his, his family. So the two songs that I was very shocked that he is not very fond of, ready for this? Uh-huh. My Way and Strangers in the Night. Wow. I mean, two of his iconic most iconic yeah. songs, right? Yeah, it's it's tough to get better than that, I think, yeah. from from a Sinatra fan. I was scared reading this, though, and listening to Sirius XM as she was talking about this because I was mm-hmm. thinking she was going to say New York, New York, and that would have been... Yeah, that would have been bad. That would have I been know. destruction of my tradition of Yankees. Um, okay, so <clears throat> there, was a, there was one other thing that I want to point out, too, that he, he was not fond of. He was also not fond of being called chairman of the board. Hmm. Why, I'm not really sure. All right, that but, was my uh, next question. I was wondering if he gave you any insight as no, to... No, no, very, very odd why he didn't like to be called that. But anyway, okay. uh, to each his own, I guess. Here's some other interesting facts before we get to his untimely demise. Um, he has an asteroid named after him. Really? Yeah. 7934, 7934 Sinatra is the asteroid that has been named in the memory of Frank Sinatra. I don't have any other information other than that. thought that was a pretty cool fact. that's great. Absolutely. Uh, that's part of the unknown story of a Missing Chapter podcast. Okay, so he suffers a severe heart attack. He ends up dying at the age 82 on May 14, 1998, with his wife <clears throat> excuse me, at his side in a hospital in L.A. He lived his final years in pretty poor health. I think some of us who are old enough to remember do remember some of the you know untimely things that he had to suffer. He afflicted, he was afflicted by heart and breathing problems, high blood pressure. I remember seeing him one of the last years, and he, he just didn't look well. Suffered from a lot of pneumonia, um, and he ended up with bladder cancer and dementia. Apparently, uh, his last words—not to put a damper on this episode—but his last words to his wife reportedly were, "I'm losing." Um, and the night after his death in New York, the Empire State Building was was glowing blue in tribute. And in Las Vegas, the lights in the Strip were dimmed and casinos stopped spinning for a minute to, to uh, you know, honor him. His funeral was on May 20th in Beverly Hills. It was attended by 400 mourners, including notable, notable entertainers uh, Gregory Peck, Tony Bennett. Thousands of fans waited outside the church. And on his tombstone, which I think is kind of a, a, a neat way to end that, is the best is yet to come was engraved, which coincidentally was the last song he sang in public at age 79. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, I'm Phil Horander. And I'm Phil Schaff. Another chapter has been added to the history textbooks.